Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Warning this is a conversation about football. This episode features three English teachers talking about Euro 2020. One, for quite a long time. If you don't like football, then obviously feel free to skip this. It's all right, we won't cry. Well, maybe a little bit. But if you fancy joining us, you are very welcome. And I'm certain that there will be bits of English that you can learn and prizes that you can win. Yes, there is an actual competition in which you can win real prizes. We're doing a competition giveaway. Just keep listening or watching to find out more. So having said that, let's now get started. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. So hello, viewers and uh, listeners. Uh, thank you for joining us. Welcome to this Swapcast, this podcast crossover or whatever you want to call it. Uh, my name's Luke Thompson. Joining me here, we have uh, Zdenek Lucas and Martin Johnston. Um, we'll start with Zdenek. Hello, Zdenek. How are you today? Hello. I'm, I'm great. Thanks. It's, uh, it's a great honor to be here. Great to have you here. And also we have Martin Johnston too. Hi, Martin. How are you today? Always fantastic. Great to be here. Although I am a bit concerned. I, you said we're here with Luke Thompson, but I see you in a different place with a different voice. I'm starting to wonder if you're some kind of imposter. No, it, it, it is the real me. I, I, I promise. Um, I know I'm in a different room here, and um, <laughs> but it is the real me, I promise. So, uh, oh, it's a long story, but I won't go into the details. But yes, I've got a kind of a cold and uh, a bit of a sore throat, which means that I'm kind of losing my voice. But I, but don't worry, everybody. All right, I definitely don't have COVID nineteen, and I'm certain because I have had two count them two tests in the last five days, and they both were negative. I mean, negative in the good sense. Uh, negative meaning I definitely don't have COVID. I've just got a really annoying cold which um, is causing me to lose my voice. You, you had a late fitness test, though, I heard, um, and you, <laughs> you were able to make the show, which was great news. That's right, a late fitness test. There was, there was the, um, that's right, I, there was a chance that I wouldn't be able to do this. <sighs> Last night, the voice was in very bad condition. Um, I talked to my manager about it, and, you know, the, obviously the boss has said, you know, just we'll see how it goes, Luke, and just we'll see in the morning you know how the voice is so we've we've decided it's probably for the best that um we give it a try exactly so yes that explains um that explains that and the 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 different background uh is because um different background is because i'm not in my normal flat i'm actually uh, i'm back in the uk which was a very last minute decision it's a long story i won't give the details but uh, yes, here I am in England and I'm in sort of my mum's room. It's a sort of office 
uh, slash um, sort of um, cupboard room. I don't know what to call it. Uh, but there you go. All right. But it is me. I promise. Even though I sound different and I, it looks like I'm in a different place. I promise it is me. I am Luke from Luke's English podcast. I haven't been replaced by some kind of uh, football knowing imposter. It's like that thing of like, um, what wasn't it? Paul McCartney of like, he died and someone else came in. It's maybe the same thing happened with you. You're going to start a conspiracy theory at this rate, Martin, exactly. that Luke is dead, uh, that I've been killed and replaced by uh, some some body double but it, well you regenerated it, like doctor who or someone <laughs> <laughs> this is not the first time that this has happened though is it because uh, Zdenek and i did a meetup in a pub in london uh, was it two years ago i think something like that yeah. I, I remember it quite vividly yeah because i i remember us waiting for luke to come to join the pub and then somebody came and that person started talking to us but just had a really weird voice and none of the lepsters in the pub had any idea it was you <laughs> even though they had they had been listening to you for years <laughs> <laughs> that's right because i came in and kind of spoke like this you know i sounded a bit like miles davis the, fe- the, the trumpet player who kind of famously spoke like this i didn't have the american accent as well but i kind of spoke like this hello everybody Hi, how are you? And everyone's like, who's this guy? <laughs> and then it was like, uh, no, 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 that's Luke. And I was like, it's me, it's Luke, it's Luke, it's Luke, it's Luke. And then it's like, and they're like, no, <laughs> you're not Luke. We know, we know Luke's voice and that's not Luke's voice. So please go away. Uh, <laughs> you're blocking the entrance. <laughs> it was kind of like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, football. We are here to talk about football. So let's, let's do this. We are here to talk about Euro 2021. Um, I don't know, is it Euro 2020 or Euro 2021? It's both at the same time. Exactly. Strange, isn't it? It's ma- yeah. Make your mind up, I think. I go for one or the other. I think I'm going for Euro 2020 because that's the official name of the tournament. Okay. So we're here to talk about Euro 2020, especially England and the Czech Republic, because obviously Martin and I are English. Uh, Zdenek is from the Czech Republic. So we will be focusing on that a bit. Although there's going to be, we'll be talking about, you know, the tournament in general. Um, you're going to, viewers, listeners, you're going to listen to three English teachers talking about football. Okay. And there are going to be some giveaways. That's right. Special giveaways from us to you as part of a little competition that we're doing. You can win stuff. So keep listening and watching to find out the details. Let's introduce ourselves briefly. I'm going to ask both of you who you are, where you are, and who you are sponsored by. <laughs> and because uh, we're not sponsored by a soft drink manufacturer. Um, Maybe after this podcast might be different once they, mm-hmm. get, once they watch this. You know, Coca-Cola could be on the phone in a few hours so you never yeah, but know but at the moment no yeah considering we did the ronaldo move i think coca-cola will be on the phone saying what did you do our share price dropped even further although i read that's actually not true um because i read an article about that saying it so first of all, it went from like 252 billion to 248 billion it was like one percent and they said that movement is actually quite common and they said the main thing the main market is in america and although Cristiano Ronaldo is also famous in America, no one's bothered about football yeah. there. You know, if it had been someone like LeBron James, then that could have... But I don't think they're watching a press conference about uh, 
who was it portugal i can't remember um so that apparently is nonsense so i've debunked mm. that myth there mm. straight away and we know don't we that all publicity is good publicity exactly. ultimately exactly yep. exactly so it's probably only helped coca-cola further i would say mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> yeah their right their incessant rise or inflation i don't know what to call it as it cannot be stopped um anyway um so who are you <laughs> um, who are you where are you uh who are you sponsored by and what is the name of your podcast just tell us those things first uh, zdenek I'll, I'll we'll start with you all right so who am i uh, i'm zdenek Nice to meet you all. I'm an English teacher from the Czech Republic, so I'm pretty much outnumbered by English English teachers uh, here. And um, I am currently in the Czech Republic. Um, I um, am a private English teacher, and I also have my own English podcast called Zdenex English Podcast. And um, lately, I've been teaching English using board games. It's like my sort of like a speciality or what you might call it. And yeah, and I love football and that's why I'm happy to be here. Fantastic. Um, can I just add an additional question, which is uh, what's the current uh, temperature of the room that you're sitting in? It's hot. 27 degrees Celsius. I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit. Don't ask me that, but it's very hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. It's this is important context. Um, Martin, who are you? Where are you? And uh, tell us about your podcast. Go. Okay. So um, my name is Martin, as probably it says on the Zoom, which you can see. Um, and I'm from England. I'm originally from Essex, but I currently live in Sicily, um, which is where I am now. Um, and my podcast is called Rock and Roll English, if I move my head here. And you might notice it's the only English podcast that has a grammatical mistake in the title because I'm missing an apostrophe, um, which kind of tells you everything you need to know about Rock and Roll English because it's, you know, who cares about apostrophes? It's kind of rock and roll. It's like we're doing our own thing, like sod punctuation and this kind of thing. Um, And so I record conversations with my friends talking about everything and nothing at the same time telling lots of funny embarrassing stories and yeah just trying to have a good time really and that's that's basically how the podcast works um and temperature in the room i'm not sure about in this specific room but i know it's 37 degrees outside today and generally this room gets hotter so i think towards the end of the match like like a football match you will see me like you know sweating up quite a lot if it goes into extra time like i don't know if i will i'll be able to make it but i'll do my best we might need to have one of those breaks that they have in the game sometimes yeah, yeah where they all like... where they all the, the thing about those those what do they call those breaks refreshment breaks or something Ref- like that, oh, is that refreshment okay. breaks not, the, not thing sure. about, the thing about those refreshment breaks is right all the players like they stop they go to the side of the pitch and they all are given bottles but i'd like do those players understand how to drink? Because a lot of them are pouring the, the water on their heads, splashing it in the face. It's like, guys, you're great at football, but you really need to work on your drinking abilities. That's true. And sometimes they squirt it and it, it looks like just not going in the mouth. And you think like it's going everywhere except yeah. the place it's actually supposed to be going <laughs> like in, in your mouth. Someone needs to give these guys training on how to drink. That's all. Um, <laughs> but we might need refreshment breaks at, at some point. 
if only we had bottles of uh, of refreshing uh, beverages that we could you know drink from in the room hmm um okay now um next question so what is your special giveaway let's let's move on to that what's your, as denek what's your special giveaway for this competition that we will be explaining uh, during this conversation yeah so i've, I've decided to give away uh, a course that i've recently rustled up uh, it's called english through role plays and it it focuses on spoken english mostly there's some target language there and 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 i try to make it funny the videos there and the main the main task for the learners it's a, it's an online group course yeah so i'm going to be there with the learners in a in a little group and the main task is a role is is a role play always so i'm going to be giving this away and it's uh, it's six it's a course con- which consists of six classes okay so um the the lucky winner will have access free access to all six classes in this Three course winners. Three, Three winners. winners. Mm-hmm. Did you get that, everyone? <laughs> that you, your your chances of winning this have just gone up by two hundred percent. I think <laughs> maths was never my strong point. A lot. It was one. <laughs> now it's three. That's, uh, that's got to be two hundred percent. So this is it's why you did that three there, Luke. This is actually a big thing in Italy. Like if you do that here, everyone thinks you're crazy. Three is this. Oh no, it's not. It's not like offensive. Everyone just thinks you look stupid. and then they laughed my three out of the room like what do you think you're doing with that three so yeah i always do this now so just an interesting fact about the number three yeah Mm. it's so much more natural it is easier just to do that because like it's this you do this like it's difficult okay so they are right about that the italians yeah it's easier isn't it yeah because i mean just just are a big thing in italy exactly yeah. gestures are a bit it's important you've got to get your gestures right the, the problem is though when you're counting you have to go one to actually no that's yeah the way i count forget that forget that i just obviously can't count counting to three is quite a big deal for me <laughs> obviously you need to work on that martin yeah, exactly. okay um, so what martin um what are you going to give away as part of this amazing competition um so i'm going to give away three months access to the rock and roll english family area um where there are lots of extra podcasts in fact there are over 600 extra podcasts they've all got transcripts we have weekly conversation classes there are video lessons and lots of other great stuff (laughs) oh my goodness you've been working hard yeah really hard yeah well the lucky winners three three months see i did it right that time see that exactly three three uh lucky people can access your family okay that that, listeners of views that's not his actual family that's just um (laughs) (laughs) that that you're not allowed to access that okay but um no three months access to come and live here with my wife and my daughter just full Um, access to the family (laughs) it's more than I expected you get to sleep in bed in the middle between me and my wife for three months. <laughs> um, no, the rock and roll family is the name that you use for your, basically your sort of your special paid service, exactly. which you put a lot of work into. And yes, three lucky people would be able to access all of it. Um, okay. I, I didn't actually know it was three people, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry. That, that's again, it's rock and roll vibe. We, we go with the flow. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, you guys are, are offering the, these courses that you've put your blood, sweat and tears into. Uh, I would offer free access to Luke's English podcast premium, but you know what? I actually can't like I logistically am unable to do that because it's just not one of the, the system that I use for Luke's English podcast premium doesn't allow that to happen. So I'm afraid that's not possible, but you know what? I am going to offer something which I think probably the value of it is considerably less than what you two are offering, but I'm going to offer those three people a, a Luke's English podcast mug each. If, if you sign it, then the value immediately will just shoot <laughs> through the roof. So. You think it yeah. wouldn't go down. It's like, the, I like this mug, but there's some, there's a stain on it, which I can't get off. No, that's <laughs> Luke's signature. Oh, all right. What can I, mm. all right. Um, yeah, maybe I should sign the the mug with a with yeah. some kind of well, on the outside pen. though, because if they they put tea in it, they're kind of like drinking the ink, maybe. So sign it on the outside. On the outside, right. okay, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. Three... Signing it on the inside would be very difficult, also like logistically to like get my hand in yeah, exactly. <laughs> to sign it inside the mug. Um, three signed Luke's English podcast mugs. I've been working on trying to, my merchandising store has been unavailable for for ages and i'm slowly like opening things up again and I, i've worked out that i will be able to offer three mugs the, the the store is not open yet though everyone okay this is just a special i'm making a i'm making special arrangements for this to happen okay the value is just going up and up now it is isn't yeah. it the expectation <laughs> is going up and up when the yeah okay next question let's go back to football so I would say, uh, and this is a question that I think that many of our viewers and listeners will be um, wondering, and this is, um, uh, which premiership football team do you support? The premiership is a, is a, a high-profile division. Which premiership team do you, do you support? Uh, should I ask you that question, Zdenek? Sure. I support the- Arsenal, Arsenal, the Gunners. See, that's why um, I, I was wondering whether I should ask you, because I thought maybe you'd be just too embarrassed to, to tell us that. All right, right. Well, you see what I, I did? Bit... You see what I did? I poured scorn on Arsenal. <laughs> I am a bit embarrassed, you're right, because we haven't been doing particularly well lately. Um, so, yeah, Arsenal. Okay. All There's right. nothing else to add, really. <laughs> sure. Uh, Stenic, uh, Stenic, yes, Martin, how about you? Um, I'm almost a little bit embarrassed these days for different reasons because um, I support Manchester United, but I'm from the south of England. So the classic, what they call maybe glory hunter, because my time, like when I was a child growing up, early 90s, and there was like Cantona. And I remember we were like the first people in the world to have Sky TV. So they were on TV a lot. And I didn't really have like... For example, my dad's not so into football. So they're normally like your dad gets you. And so I didn't know this thing about you have to support like local team. And then when you get a bit older and you realise that it's too late, it's too late to go back. Like you're in too deep. Um, so you, you have to you have to keep plugging away, which was really difficult because they kept winning everything. Um, so it was difficult. But I mean, it, well, that has been more difficult in the last probably eight years. Since since Ferguson left, basically. Yeah, who I actually describe Alex Ferguson as my, like my second dad. And in fact, there's a documentary out about him that came out recently. And 
so we you can watch this on Amazon Prime Video, and here you had to pay five euros for it. So I said to my wife, look, she knows nothing about football, doesn't care at all. But I said, look, you have to watch this, okay? Because he's like my second dad, and like you're offending my family if you don't. Um, so... Offer words for for an, for for an Italian. Is she Sicilian? She's Sicilian. Yeah. So if you say, look, you're disrespecting my family if you don't watch this, she'll be like, oh right, okay, I'll definitely watch it then. Exactly. So she watched yeah. it with me, and at the end, this this is a quote. She said, "That was the best five euros we've ever spent because it was so good." Oh wow. Yeah. Just tell us again what that was. It was a documentary about Alex. Alex, is it sorry? Is it Alex or Alec Ferguson? Alec is just the, Alex. the way I, I didn't know this either. It's just the way Scot- Scottish people say it, apparently. Okay. Um, but it is Alex. Yeah. Alexandra is the full name. Yeah. Okay. So what's the documentary called? Uh, I think it's called Never Give In. About Alex Ferguson. That, that's the main, <laughs> the main, the main part. Alex Ferguson uh, documentary. Amazon Prime Video, and what? As an Arsenal fan, I have to admit he is a true legend. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, amazing. So what? But it was more the story of a man, though. There wasn't like obviously my wife that's not interested in football, um, but it's the the story of the man, which was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's now time to give details of the competition giveaway. Um, We didn't give details before, but here they are now. So the details are this. You will find a link in the description to this video, this podcast or whatever. There is a link to a Google form. Just put your email address in the Google form. Now, we're not using those email addresses for marketing. We're not going to use them. We're not going to give you spam. It's just for this competition. We promise. So put your email address in the form. Send it off. And on, so the deadline for this is the 6th of July, mid, uh, midnight, 6th of July, um, Central European time. Okay. Put your email address in. What we will do is, uh, all the email addresses that will come in, we'll, we will select three randomly, sorry, three randomly. Okay. From, uh, all the email addresses that have come in. And those are the three winners. Okay. So, uh, uh, all three of those will get these things. They'll get um, um, Zdenek's prize. They'll get Martin's prize. And they'll get my prize. Okay. Zdenek, what's your prize that each my... of those three people will get? Mm-hmm. So my prize is partic- participation in English through role players course. So it's six lessons, six 80 minute lessons. Okay. Great. And they can find the details of that course on teachersdenek.com. Teachersdenek.com. <clears throat> My voice is nearly gone. <laughs> Links in the description for teachersdenek.com. The details of the English through role plays course that he's mentioned. But each, each of those three winners will get, um, access, free access to, um, that course. Nice. Okay. And Martin, what do, what are you offering to each person? Um, so I'm offering membership to the Rock and Roll English family, where there are lots of extra podcasts with transcripts, and we even do um, weekly conversation lessons. Um, I wanted to give three months for three people just to make it sound good, for, uh, to round it off, three, three. But um, unfortunately, I, I might be bankrupt if we do that. So if we do <laughs> three, I, I'm going to give the three people one month's membership each 
Okay. And then for me, my prize is that those three people will each receive a Luke's English podcast mug. Okay. All right. So check the link. You'll find a Google form where you can put your email address in and uh, we will pick out three email addresses from all of the ones that we receive and those three people will receive the prizes. Okay. There you go. Right. Let's get back to the conversation. Next question is, uh, are you a football expert? Senek, to, to what extent well, are you an expert? Well, in- you introduced this uh, show, or what you might call it, by saying we are no experts. You did what we call an, an disclaimer, but I was actually feeling like if I am an expert in anything, it's football. <laughs> so I would like to think I am because I have, ever since I was a little boy, I have always had football as my number one interest. And I've played football almost my entire life. And um, I love it. Um, I watch a lot of football in my spare time. And yeah. Okay, well, sorry for for like... um, (laughs) I forgive you, Luke. (laughs) Yeah, okay, good. All right, great. Good. Martin, how about you? What's your level of expertise? I I would say... A few years, so maybe 10 years ago, something like that, maybe a bit longer. I, I would have been like, I, I, I would, I would have definitely considered myself an expert. I would have considered, like, I would have laughed at the experts and said, no, I'm, I'm a level above you. Um, because I was that, it was my life. But I would say in the last, basically since Alex Ferguson left, uh, <laughs> and especially in the last few years of like wife, now child, um i've been watching less and less and especially with covid like watching football with no fans is oh it's just disgusting almost um <laughs> I, I i just couldn't couldn't do it so my football knowledge is a lot less these days so i'd probably say i'm not an expert now unfortunately which almost paints like it's quite painful for me to admit that um but i'm, I'm not saying i'm an expert i'm just very passionate about it okay, okay. that's the that's the main thing mm. i watch a uh, lot of football i'm i'm very much um, like that so i i must admit i always think like you know countries i'm not really i don't really agree with all this i'm a kind of citizen of the world i consider myself man-made borders but then when it comes to like a football tournament i just think like fuck everyone <laughs> like come on england like uh which is is totally different to my normal mentality uh in, in fact i was at a wedding the other day and one of the obviously everyone was italian i was talking and they were saying like who would you support if italy played england and i was like i would fucking want, i would like want to i would want to win 10 nil like to, against that would be like even more reason to want to win that so that's oh, yeah I, I just do get very passionate especially when it's a big tournament was that an italian person who asked you that question yeah you know they the reason they asked you is just because they hoped that you would say italy yeah, but I, I, there's no way. I mean, it's bad enough for me to admit I'm not a football expert anyway. There's no way I'm ever going to say something like I'm going to support Italy over England. I, I mean, I said, I said, you know, when England get knocked out, which will surely happen, then I'll support Italy. That, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Right. But until that happens, you know, I'm, I'll be behind England all the way. I, I was watching uh, France versus Germany mm. in France, in Paris, where I normally live. Uh, on a terrace on a in an area just outside a cafe where they had a big screen and one of the guys sitting in front of me you know identified very easily that i'm english and he was like oh how long have you been here blah 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 um so who do you support england or france 
I was like, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, the, again, the reason he asked me is because there was a slight hope inside him that I was going to say, yeah. well, yeah, France, because, you know, the, can you can imagine a French person would just be delighted to hear me yeah. say, yeah, France, because, you know, everything English is shit, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> I, honestly, on balance, now I've th- spent time thinking about it. It's France, yeah. you know, that, that would be, he would be absolutely delighted. But, uh, you know, I could hardly contain, I, could, I couldn't really hide the, the exactly. contempt for the question exactly. in my face. Yeah. I was just like, well, you know, yeah, it's England, you know, yeah. <laughs> instead of just laughing in his face and going, England, <laughs> obviously. I just had to go, well, it's England. But, you know, I'm sort of, you know, I'm quite keen for France to do well too. Although I have to be honest, there were moments during the game when I secretly was thinking, oh, go on, Germany, score a goal. It'll make things more interesting. I love watching French people get angry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> right, questions. So I've got questions here that have been we all wrote these questions. I'm just moderating this. Oh yeah. I was going to say my level of expertise in football. I think I'm certainly third. I'm doing it again. I'm third in the, uh, in the group here in terms of my expertise in football. I love football. Um, I uh, love playing football, although I don't play it very much these days. Um, And um, I don't support uh, a particular team in the premiership, which you are not allowed to say, I mean, that's breaking some social rule. You're not as breaking the rules. I know I'm not allowed to say that, but you know, it's true. I don't have allegiance to a particular team. Mm. Although, um, you know, I, there was a period when I was a, my, the peak of my football craze, my football enthusiasm was in the early, the late eighties, early nineties. I'm showing my age now, late eighties, early nineties. And I was a Nottingham Forest fan. Um, I'm from the Midlands. I'm also from the Southeast from London, but uh, spent a lot of time growing up in the Midlands area and 1989 Nottingham Forest were doing really well. I think we were playing against maybe Man United in a semi-final of the FA Cup. And um, my dad and I both liked the way that Nottingham Forest played. There was, they were managed by Brian Clough, at the time the legendary football manager brian clough he was their manager at the time it was the end of his managerial career um but the guy was amazing because he made the team play a certain type of football that was very nice to watch they played the ball on the ground a lot um you know a lot of passing on the ground rather than the basic you know uh route one style of just hoofing the ball up you know the english style of football is just get a big man at the front and just hoof the ball into the air long ball game aim it at the center forward and then just try and scrappily get the ball in somehow but brian clough had a more continental approach i think um inspired by like italian teams from or Spanish teams from the seventies, I think, mm. and they played the ball on the ground and it was really attractive football. And so my dad said to me, look, if Forrest get to the final of the FA cup, we're going to go. He said, he didn't say it in that voice. My voice made it sound scary. <laughs> we're going to go. I was like, do we have to, um, if he said, if Forrest get to the final, I'll buy us tickets and we'll go. And I was like, that sealed the deal for me. I was about, 
old, about 11 or 12. And so that was like, bang, I'm a Forest fan now. Uh, they didn't get to the final, but they were good. And in 1990, they were even better and they did get to the final. And we went, we went to Wembley. And are, you, watched. are you sure it was a 91? Um, uh, yeah. There's a famous one with Gaza. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's 1991. But, you know, it doesn't, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I got it wrong. This, this, is, this is my football, the, the old days. Um, of just, I remember just reading, I was a kid, like reading books and things about football because I was just so interested. In fact, I remember about Nottingham Forest finding out. I remember specifically being in the school library reading, and you're supposed to read some educational book, and I found a book about football and finding out Nottingham Forest had won the European Cup twice. And I remember thinking, blind, but that must mean like everyone's won it. Like even like my Sunday, <laughs> my Sunday team have probably won it. If, uh, but yeah, so, but I didn't realise the whole story that they had that, the magical Brian Clough. They were great in the seventies. Um, and then they were, they were good uh, for that brief period. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It was 1991, of course. Mm. 1990 was like, well, Manchester obviously. United Crystal Palace. Manchester United Crystal Palace. Sometimes this is just how rock and roll I am. In fact, I was literally doing this the other day. I was just sitting there, and my wife said, "Like, what? What are you? What's the? What, what's the matter? What are you thinking of?" And in my head, I was just trying to name the winner of every FA Cup final from 1990. Uh, so, you know, trying to spend my time really productively. She was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, nothing, nothing." She, and then she insisted, and then when I told her, she just sort of looked at me like, "You are pathetic." And I sort of like had my head down. Like, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I have to admit, Martin, I do do the same thing. But I, my interest is in international uh, football and the big tournaments, and I do that too. I try and just to try and make sure that that my mind is not going soft. Yeah. Sometimes exactly. I will be like, right, okay, come on, let's let's remember all the World Cup winners, and I'll go through exactly. all the years as far back from 1966 because before that, it doesn't count. Right? Doesn't count exactly. Um, uh, is like okay, England, uh, Brazil, uh, 1974, uh, Germany, 78, 78, 70, Argentina, Argentina, 82, Italy, Italy, right, 86, Argentina, Argentina, Maradona, yeah, yeah. 1990, Germany, oh. Germany, yeah, <laughs> sorry, um, 1994. Brazil. Brazil on penalties. Badjo missed the penalty for Italy. Terrible year for Italy. Yeah. 1998. La France. France, France. La Belle France. France. Yeah. Zinedine Zidane and Emmanuel Petit. They were the host, weren't they? They were the host of the tournament. They were. They were the host. Are you trying to take it away from them, Zenit? Um, (laughs) And whilst we're on the host, I've got such a great fact that I need to get in some somehow. And this is this is a nice opportunity. Um, I've read a book once. Um, the, when I bought the book, the title was Why England Always Lose. Um, but then they actually changed the title to The Economics of Sport. And I thought that made that second title. I wish I had that on my bookshelf because that makes it look so much more like an intelligent person's book. Um, whilst I just had Why England Always Lose. And it, there wasn't there was only just like one chapter on that anyway. And anyway, um they said about hosting a tournament, so like the World Cup, the Euros or the Olympics as well. And they said, like, because they always say it's a good investment for the country. And they said that's actually not true because the country end up losing money. But it brings this feeling of like togetherness. 
and suicide rates in every single country that had the Olympics, the World Cup, were reduced that year by more than 50 percent. That That's crazy, you know, by more than 50 percent, because then people just feel more. You feel like you're part of something. Doesn't because, surprise me. Yep. Um, but, but what about in, in the immediate aftermath? Did suicide rates go up by 150 <laughs> percent? They went they went by the whole year. Um, and. It, yeah, I thought that was amazing because, and from my experience, the only experience I have of that is when uh, football came home in 1996 and England hosted the tournament. And yeah, and there really was like you could almost just feel the buzz around the play, and also the Olympics in 2012. Although I actually came home late for the Olympics, I was I was in Italy, and then I remember get, I wasn't really so interested because I'm not so interested in the Olympics. I remember getting home and like my sister-in-law saying like, Oh, I need to get home and watch the swimming. And I was like, <laughs> when have you ever been interested in swimming? Because everyone just, just got so involved in it. Um, and it was, yeah, it was the same kind of thing there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. Well, we won't continue listing the world cup winners. People can just Wikipedia it. Of course, if they don't know, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, we've got not, to just send me a pri- private message. I'm happy to go through it with you. Okay, <laughs> <That's> fine. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we could talk about Euro '96, but we plan to talk about it later. We've got to talk about um, Euro uh, 2020, uh, which is ongoing. Um, yes, but to finish the point, I'm less of an expert on football than you two, uh, but I love, especially international football. Um, right. So, where are we? Zdenek, Euro 2020, where are we now in the competition? Just to give people context. All right. So we've just started the, the third round of the group stages. So there are a few more matches to play to be played. And then there will be the knockout stage, obviously. So uh, yesterday, uh, one of the groups, was it the group A? I think that's logical. Uh, the group A basically finished. So... Um, yeah, uh, yeah. This year it's a bit different because there are more, more uh, competitive, more participants of the tournament. So um, it's always the first two teams progress to the, to the knockout stages, but also uh, the the four out of six third places also go through, which is which in my humble opinion makes the tournament really interesting. I because, yeah, I, I was I wanted to ask people's opinion on that. I I don't like this. Um, I, I don't like this. The third place team can go through because I think it just takes the edge of it. So, for example, the group where there's France, Germany, Portugal, and I think Hungary. Normally, yep. you're looking at that group thinking, okay, one of those teams is going home, which is good. But now, and I don't like this the thing. So I, I can't remember who finished third in the group yesterday. Maybe Switzerland. I can't remember. Now they have to wait to see if they qualify. I like it to be black and white. You finish third in the group, pack your bags, go home. Someday. And also, if you're in a group that doesn't have three teams going through, you're going to be a bit annoyed, aren't you? You'll be like, wait a minute, these guys have got a considerably greater chance of getting through to the next round. than well, it, the- it, it goes on like goal difference and points. It's like the four best 
third placed teams, if that makes sense. Oh, so it's not specific no, to it's any. It's not group. just sort of just random of like you know we quite like the look of uh, like Hungary. Yeah, come on, you, you you can come through. I thought it would uh, be like Group A, three teams are going to go through, but Group B, only two teams. <laughs> Fuck you, Group B. <laughs> now that that would be harsh. That would be harsh. Okay, so they just on the other hand, I would say that you have less uh, fewer matches that that like don't matter because you play until the last match, you know? Because even if you lose your first Valid two point. matches, there is a mathematical chance that you might still progress. So, I mean, I think they're both good points and good points and bad points about mm-hmm. this. But I understand where you're coming from, Martin. Okay. Did we have we already established then? I'm sorry, I wasn't focusing because I was because I'm thirsty and I was thinking, how am I going to open one of these bottles of of this of this beverage <laughs> beverated sugar drink? Beverated, beverated, no, carbonated sugar drink. That's what I wanted. Mm. How am I going to open that with my teeth? I can't do that. No, Some I, people, I can't either. You know, I've got you, a friend I, who can do that you, with his teeth, but normally no, like I'm, big scary men muscle. You've lost your. Like, You've lost your voice. Don't lose your teeth. Come on. (laughs) Good point. I know, but I need to be hydrated. I do. I need hydration. I've run out of water. Um, Anyway, so yeah, we are, it's the 21st of June, 2021. Uh, um, And um, yeah, England are going to play the Czech Republic uh, tomorrow. We are in the sort of, final stages of the group group stage of the tournament that's where we are okay um how many matches in the competition have you seen have you managed to get 100 percent or not um stenic i haven't i have seen most of the matches though um but there were a few i didn't you know i didn't get to watch but overall i think it's been a fantastic tournament and even the matches that I wouldn't normally be interested in sort of make, make the, are making it for me. It's, it's really an interesting tournament, yeah. Okay. Um, what about you, Martin? Uh, so certainly not 100%. I mean, even at the very height of my, like, footballinism, I'm calling it. <laughs> my love for football. Um, so I'd probably say around, like, France 98. I mean, to get 100% of the matches, that's... That's going some. Um, so even then, I don't think I probably did. Then I'd probably put my percentage in the 90s. Now much lower. Um, although one thing is, it's just good to have on in the background, isn't it? Sometimes you're not necessarily watching it. It's just like, well, there's a match on. Put the TV on. Look over when there's a goal, like kind of vibe. So I've been doing a lot of that as well of when I can. But no, I've, I've, I haven't actually been able to watch that much. Obviously, the England games I've seen, I haven't even seen all of the Italy games but um yeah I've seen like all the England games and bits and bobs here and there I would say yeah similar to you Martin mm. um I've probably seen about no no 40 percent 50 percent maybe quite a lot I mean I've seen quite yeah, a lot of it but I but I also uh have the comment the I, I listen to the commentary on Radio 5 5 Live uh whilst watching the TV no, just while while cooking in the kitchen oh, right. or doing other things, I'll just have Five Live. Little plug there for BBC Five Live. Other radio uh, stations. Love audio so much. I just you love know, audio. You don't, you don't want to go for like the you like BBC iPlayer kind so of. So devoted to audio. Okay. Uh, right. That uh, yeah, but um, no, I like the commentary on Five Live. I it's, think it's it's amazing. That's actually, one thing I've never 
enjoyed. I've always hated listening to football on the radio. I just hate it. Yeah. So, but you can't really understand anything. And then when I start talking like this, you think, oh, there's going to be a goal. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, I, I just, I, like so many times I remember listening to it in the car when I was a child and just think I've got no idea what's actually going on here. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of listening on the radio. Although I would say it must be linguistically rich. It might be interesting to do some kind of a thesis on this, to be honest. Oh, you, the language you must be you, you, slightly different from the TV commentary. You did do a thesis on this, uh, Stenek. Not, not on the radio, not on the radio commentary, though. But you, you did a master's thesis yeah. <laughs> about uh, football commentaries. Um, That's right. In English. Oh, God, I would have yeah. loved that. <laughs> Send it to me. I'm going to read it. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's, it's as interesting as you might think. But okay. <laughs> it the was English... an interesting thing to, to do. You know, it's, it made, yeah, it made the, the, the otherwise really um, n- not very good experience of writing your master's thesis at the university. Mm. It made it way more enjoyable for me because I was, uh, you know, I was transcribing the commentaries and, and p- picking out the oh, language and, you know, sort of analyzing it not not 90 minutes because that's no five five minutes it was five minute excerpts like five right. i had like five five minute um clips okay yeah okay yeah okay I, I mean i feel like i should now uh we should take a little tangent into football cliches that you hear in football commentaries mm. um it's one of my questions actually what's your favorite f- cliche by football commentators because they 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 often will say yeah. the same kind of thing sure. in their commentaries. Um, okay, I'm going to. Go Luke normally we need him to normally ask. Sorry, Martin. Direct questions like Zenek and I are like we need direction, Luke. Like we, Martin, we like we don't know what we're doing. Martin, uh, there you go. I'm okay. doing it now. Good. Martin, thank you. And I need to be ordered. Um, I will continue so to I, do that. I, I thought about this question a bit and. Um, I haven't really got one which is so common. So I first of all thought thought my one of my best ones. This is more Sunday league kind of thing. Um, when you would hear when playing football as like a child, and you would often be playing terrible pitches and lots of wind in England, obviously like in the winter, and lots of small children trying to run around after this ball. And then when it would bounce, it would like get lost with the wind, and then you would just hear everyone just going don't let it bounce and then like, oh it's bounced and then the ball's just sort of like the goalkeeper's bouncing it's like bounced into the other goal um so that that was my favorite from sunday league football but one of um my favorite one like common that a commentator used a lot um andy gray who was a very famous commentator now is not really well liked because of some not very nice things and views about women, I suppose that, uh, and he basically got sacked from TV. Mm-hmm. Well, from English TV uh, and rightly so I, I want to say, and um, he had one, which I loved, which was um, form is temporary class is permanent. <laughs> which I always just thought, even just in life in general, because you think a player, sometimes they might be going through a bad period, but you, you never lose that class. You never lose the touch. I've got to say a bit of rock and roll vocabulary there, Martin. Um, <laughs> form and class. Can you explain? Well, so form, yeah, in this um, context would be the how well a player is playing at that time. If you are in good form, you're playing well. 
if you're in bad form you're, you're not playing very well and class is a difficult one because it's not, not like class is in the class know, system yeah middle like, middle class upper class lower class no, no. It's, it's not it's not like that it's like uh i suppose almost your ability i suppose when if you talk yeah. about the, a player's class so ability but we, we it's such a, a lovely term i think such an elegant way to describe um a player of like and it is true you never lose it because Back in the day, I, you know, I, I, I was a fairly decent footballer. Whilst now I'm not, but not because I can't. I've still got the touch. You never lose that. It's the legs. You just can't run anymore. That's yeah. the problem. But that thing of like the class is permanent. I, I love that. So, like Beckham, Beckham is a good example of sort of a player who had class, definitely, because his it, there was a, a level of talent that was um, just built into him. Yep. That, he would never lose. He was always going to have the ability to uh, uh, pass the ball perfectly. Uh, yeah. But his form is more like, it's difficult to explain that, isn't it? It's just like the, the way he felt at that period of time in his life and um, whether he was being lucky or unlucky even mm. during that period. Cool. Uh, but um, he still had an, an inbuilt level of natural talent. That's class. But also class, I feel, is 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 in the way that you conduct yourself as a footballer. Absolutely. Um, in fact, um, I think I mentioned this in a podcast recently, a form of class of a person, which I always think is, you can set, see someone as a classy person. If you go to a pub um, and you order, you're at the bar and then there's a person at the bar, they go to serve this person a drink and he or she says, no, sorry, he was before me. And you think, oh, like that's, that's yeah, a class. class. Touch of, a touch of that, class. That is a touch of class. Like, cause you, you have to be, yeah, it's just like, oh yeah. yeah. Because I like that. The, the, the bad thing to do in that situation would be to elbow the other person out of the way. <laughs> but, yeah. Which often happens. Guess, please mate. Yeah. Which often does happen. So yeah. When someone actually you know, says, no, this person was before me. Um, and uh, going back to the footballing example of class, another thing I always think of a player that, has class they always have time on the ball you never see a class player rushed for example Pirlo the Italian player you never saw him like running and like diving into tackles he was always always seemed like he had time on the ball a uh, sign of a sign of a good player like time moves more slowly for these people is, exactly. and, then, and they're not in a stressed out panic yeah um, they're exactly. just composed exactly. and like Zinedine Zidane mm. is the perfect example of that oh, except God, for that yeah. one moment yeah, <laughs> but even then he yeah. showed a little bit of class. In yeah, exactly. I mean, he did it very efficiently. It was obviously a horrible oh. moment. The headbutt. I mean, yeah. obviously it was a horrible moment of violence. But on the other, but at the same time, um, you know, you have uh, as part of me respects the yeah. way that he did it so effectively. Mm. Got very like into the part of the, like where it would wind you the most, I yeah. suppose, as well. Very efficient, straight there. Yeah. Managed to get his, the center of gravity right into yeah. it like that. Pam, it's like in a, if if that was a game of Street Fighter Two, oh. that would be like a perfect. You know what a game as well, Street Fighter Two. Oh yeah, let's not start. Don't don't get me started <laughs> on that. Um, <laughs> oh God, football! Right, we're going to continue talking about football. Uh, Zdenek, we'll go back to our resident expert here. Um, so, um, best, let's talk superlatives, um, best 
game, best team, best player so mm. far, best mm. goal. Okay, well, well, where Take do we pick. start? Take your pick. So, <laughs> okay, so four. the best game probably in terms of the number of goals scored and how open the game was, I would say Germany-Portugal was, was re- a really good game. Um, so that's the game that Germany won 4-2 and um, Germany were the better team. They definitely deserved to win and even though there was a moment there was a moment of magic from ronaldo who is obviously a, the best portuguese or the best known portuguese pretty, player pretty famous that that i think i think his first name is cristiano maybe. cristiano ronaldo yeah. Yeah. dave yeah. isn't it dave ronaldo <laughs> <laughs> cristiano that's it and and when i say a moment of magic no i don't mean the coca cola thing yeah it it was we basically defended a corner and then he ran like across the whole pitch at a top speed at the he is by the way 36 in yeah, fact so he at, i he makes me feel young because he's the same age as me <laughs> and i kind of think well like he's still going so like you, you know say, maybe i still might make it you never know you, you say that but i'm two two years older than you and i okay. did find there was one player i can't remember his name but there was one player that is actually at this age mm. it's, 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 i was like thank god i'm still not there's still a player that can play at my age but the next tournament, I think that's it for me. I'm done. Yeah, same, <laughs> it's same. interesting that he doesn't drink sugary carbonated uh, drinks, <laughs> isn't it? And um, he's very good at running the length of a pitch. And then uh, just, just to finish my point, basically, yes. Ronaldo ran across the whole pitch. And then he was at the end of a goal. He scored a go- wonder, wonderful goal where they passed him the ball. It was an easy finish for Ronaldo. Yeah, but just, just the the... The willingness to go forward and and how much he just does for the team is is incredible, mm. and he he's just such an all round player. And uh, I didn't actually expect Ronaldo to to be this good in this tournament, but uh, the first thing he did, I think he did it in the first match. He he uh, became the top Euro goal scorer ever. He surpassed mm. um, Platini, Michel Platini. Mm. Now he's at eleven. I think he's is he at eleven goals. 11 or 12 goals. He's also only a few away from scoring the most goals ever as an international player. I think someone from Iran has it at the moment. He's got 109. And I think Ronaldo's got 107. So he's going to win football. Basically, basically, yeah, he's won football. He's won the. Ronaldo scored the most goals, right? Ronaldo's won. Let's just football's over now. Exactly, he won. Uh, And because as we were mentioning how he looks after himself. And I always think a great comparison of this is Wayne Rooney, who is actually a year younger than Ronaldo. And if you go back to when they were playing at Manchester United, Rooney was 18, Ronaldo was 19. Rooney was actually considered the better player. Um, the only difference is Ronaldo looks after himself and Rooney has been like drinking beer, eating fish and chips yeah. in his spare time. So that's why when he got to the age of 30, his career just nosedived. And then he yeah. played in America, he went to Derby. Uh, and I think he retired at like 34, uh, whilst Ronaldo's 36 and he's still ripping it up, as we say, like still doing extremely well. Imagine really, all right, Ronaldo, take it easy, mate. You're making the rest of us look um, bad. I mean, the perfect example of this there was a video, I think around about 2014, of Ronaldo, uh, sorry, R- Rooney, a few days before a match, having a boxing fight with his friends. And his 
and it was another footballer, Phil Bardsley. You can find this on YouTube. And he actually gets knocked. Rooney actually gets knocked out. So you, you can imagine Ronaldo like like in an ice bath, and then there's Rooney with his boxing gloves on, going, oh, "Come on!" and getting knocked out. So that's how they prepare for games. So obviously, it's strange that Ronaldo's still yeah. playing and Rooney isn't. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Ah, oh, dear. So um, he was for me. Ronaldo is one of the best players. Has been one of the best players so far. But at the same time. A little caveat: It's kind of too early to say, really, because it's gonna be it's gonna come down to those knockout matches, really. Of course, you know, because then uh, I don't think uh, a player who who finished in the group stages, whose team finished in the group stages, will be one of the best players of yeah, the tournament. Of it's not how yeah. the, how it works usually, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Also, in the last World Cup, I think Ronaldo scored a hat trick against Spain in the first match. Exactly. And then they didn't actually do very well. And then everyone just kind of forgot about him. So it is exactly, mm-hmm. exactly what you just said. He's, yeah, he's incredible. How many tournaments has, <clears throat> excuse me, how many big international tournaments has he taken part in now? Uh, here we go again, Martin. Okay. So Euro 2004 was his first. And then he's been at every tournament since then. So four, six, eight, yep. 10, 12, 14, Five, 16, 18. So international, this is, I suppose, his ninth tournament. and he's Oh, you're counting the World Cup? Euros, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stenek, did you see how good Martin Well, Martin is, is certainly at, at an counting expert here. He's twos. the expert here, so... <laughs> I was just impressed by your ability yeah. to, to, do, to count like that, two, four, yeah. six, eight, ten, for an English teacher. I'm joking, of yeah. course, everybody. You know, please, please add irony to that. <clears throat> um, Okay, so we're, we're you know, focusing on Ronaldo. I mean, there's so many other players and so many other teams and games that we will not be able to mention during this conversation. Um, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne is um, mm. outstanding. He's got to be the um, best midfield player in the world. No? He, didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't he not play in the first match because he, he was injured? I think he didn't play. And then he I went the on Champions as a League final, yeah. I believe. But then yeah. in their second game against Denmark, which, by the way, was... Again, one of the best games, I believe, because especially because of the way the Danish played. They were amazing. They were all over the place. They were the better team in that game, actually. What? Yes, they were the better team. I saw that match. Why didn't they win then? Look, look at the stats. Look at the shot stats and all that. But the reason Belgium won was because, actually, <laughs> then they brought on some really good players. One of them was Hazard and De Bruyne scored one goal as well. So then, they, you know, it was about uh, a few really good uh, team, like team um, things that they did in, in Select, that match. Bit of selection. But that sounds to me like they were the better team then, no? If no. they made some changes and brought on better players they just and then ultimately around, prevailed so. in the game, they're the better team then, aren't they, by no. definition? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. I know what you're saying. I thought, I'm just being... Um, What's the word for it? It's uh, annoying, I suppose. <laughs> Is it, that's one of the things that, see, that's one of the things, going back to the football commentaries and the cliches, that you often get that, where people say, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I think we should have won that game. I think we, it was, yeah. you know, it's like, well, if you should have won, why didn't you win? Like, if, like, ultimately, the only way of deciding when, a, that, that's it. It's like, we didn't deserve to lose. Or we deserved to win. If you deserved to win, you would have won. Because, mm, like, well, know. it's true. Because ultimately, the only, the only test 
of whether a team is more successful or better is if they put the ball in the goal more than the other team, right? And what is it, wind? I mean, it's not Sunday league football that Martin was playing (laughs) in the past where the wind is like maybe the most important player on the pitch. And if the ball bounces, the wind will blow it into your goal. That's not happening here. I mean, what other factors are there? Beyond just well, what's you, going on on the pitch, you can have a, lot, a bad refereeing a decision, bar everything. Like, there are lot, lots of things that can go. I, I mean, as well. So let's go back to the 2010 World Cup. Okay, England Germany. Germany are winning two nil. England score a goal two one right before half time. Frank Lampard lobs the goalkeeper, hits the crossbar, bounces down yep. like a yard over the line. Like now, a moment like that. I mean, probably England would have lost anyway, but that changes things so much because then it's two-two. England are on the front foot, going in, coming into half time. Everyone's like pumped up, and then the, the how that changes the sort of like feeling yeah. in the game. And then they're going in half time, annoyed, and, and then end up losing. So moments like that can make. Yeah a big difference mm, i totally understand what you mean i mean well, another point of view is to argue that that's those are excuses that any 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 other peripheral uh thing that uh, affects things can be used as an excuse oh yeah you know the, the decision was didn't go our way i don't know but this know. was this was a this was a clear and obvious error by the referee yeah true as we call it these days and there was no goal line technology at the time and we don't have to go too far (laughs) with the with the maradona goal with his his hand right i'm sorry for bringing it up 1966 don't forget that of course exactly (laughs) um and if you as well go back to euro 96 so england scotland it's 1-1 scotland get a penalty if that goes in and if yuri geller who was above the stadium like moving the ball um, as he was about to, just for people that don't know the story this Scottish player was about to take the penalty and then just as he was about to hit it the ball moved and there was some crazy man in a helicopter above Wembley Stadium at the time and said <laughs> who actually could bend spoons uh, can't bend spoons <laughs> exactly but, uh, and he said he moved the ball they missed the penalty England went up the other end and scored and made it 2-0 and then from there that's when the tournament like went whoosh. yeah but wait that, a minute that moment the fact that the Scottish player didn't score uh, is, I mean, okay, the ball moved slightly before he kicked it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it was his fault, ultimately. If it's not Yuri Geller. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying that the things can change. So that Sometimes when, and yeah. as Jimmy Greaves famously said, football is a funny old game. Anything can happen. Um, so sometimes you don't always get what you want. And then the other thing, uh, speaking of cliches is that's football. Like there's no explanation except right. that's football. End yeah. Well, Martin, you know, that's football, isn't it? At the end of the day. Yeah. And the, the right. one that I've, I'd noticed recently, in fact, England versus Scotland, Ali McCoist was the, was commentating on the game, mm. former Glasgow Rangers superstar. Uh, Ali McCoist who kind of speaks like this. Uh, it, all the S sounds are all S sounds like this, you know. So, uh, you know, I think he should have scored. I think he should have scored is, is my favorite at the moment where okay. someone has gone up for a header. And for example, they've gone up for a header and, uh, they've missed the header and it's, it's gone over the bar or whatever. And Ali McCoy goes, Oh, I think he should have scored there. 
It's like, of course he should have scored. That's the whole point of the game. But Luke, you know, it's, yeah, like, it's like, it's like saying, I think you should have studied harder in, for that exam. You know, that's why you fail. Well, I think you should have scored. Oh yeah, really? Oh, I think I shouldn't have scored actually. I think I should have just stopped and given the ball to the goalkeeper. Of course he should have scored. That's the whole point. But as an English teacher, you should have Luke, there, you know. Sorry, Luke, Luke, as an English teacher, you have to admit this is a fantastic, a brilliant opportunity to teach language for crit- criticizing, right? Yes. It's amazing, or f- for uh, whatever. Crit- it's the language for criticizing, right? Mostly, and um, like w- when you make a mistake, what do you call it? When you make a mistake, and then you sort of for blaming yourself as well, right? That's the right, word sh- expressing regret. Yeah, regrets, or, or, that's, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, but it's like the shades of meaning, the two slightly different meanings of should yeah. have, you know, yeah. like uh, he should have scored. What Ali McCoist meant was um, he should have done better. You know, he should have, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, that was an opportunity that he should have uh, uh, capitalized upon, right? And uh, so that's what he means rather than, you know, because also he should have, meaning he made the wrong decision you know like that's why it's like i you know he should have studied harder to pass the exam means he should have made the decision to study harder whereas uh he should i think he should have scored means that um uh you know uh, how how do i describe that uh that it rather than it it being such a clear-cut opportunity that yeah he should have done better, Sorry, bet- is what he means. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I just find that funny. That slight ambiguity. As a comedian, I jump on that. I'm like, of course he should have scored. That's like a stupid thing to say, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like at the end of a game, like England lose. Well, I think England should have won that. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, thanks <laughs> for the insight. Yeah, because in, in that way, it's to say that it would have been better idea which kind of makes it a bit strange Luke, you're back you, you froze for yeah, everyone froze there for a second we've got some interference here um at uh during the during the video um uh, ladies and gentlemen we are currently experiencing we've some, got some. <laughs> we're experiencing technical difficulties here we've got an, an unstable or unstable internet connection i think we're back yeah. i think and um and yeah and I, I think we're back now okay back to the Back to the uh, back to the interview. Mm. Um, um, and sorry, I just want to just um, mention something here because on football cliches and something that came into my head, which I hear so often that I just want to bring up. I feel very strongly about this. You, anytime you hear someone talking about someone, they would always say, like for example, Cristiano Ronaldo is the best trainer. He's the first first into the training ground and the last to leave you hear and i always think there must be a bloody queue i mean people must be getting to this training ground at like three o'clock in the morning and to leave everyone's going no you go i'm not going you go you go i'm going to be the last to leave because it's everyone is the last to leave and everyone is the first to get there yeah it's like you know imagine a commentary track of someone talking about portugal versus germany well ronaldo you know he's an outstanding player i mean he truly is world class and you know it's the devotion that he shows to to not only the performance but the training you know he's the, he's the first to arrive on the training uh, in the training ground and the last to leave um yeah and they're all competing to be the first yeah. and last to leave so <laughs> exactly so they just, just live there the training ground yeah that, that's yeah. A, that's a good example of a cliche yeah absolutely yeah. yeah it doesn't necessarily mean it's literal obviously yeah of course yeah 
Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's just the the commentator is trying to say that he he's really dedicated. Mm. I think the only person I've not heard that for is Wayne Rooney because he <laughs> wants he wants to get home, drink beer, eat fish and chips, and then have a boxing fight but, with his friends. <laughs> Martin, Martin, maybe it does apply to him, but in a pub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's the last to leave the pub. That's what the bar, that's what the bar staff. <laughs> Uh, saying at the end of the <laughs> night as they're cleaning up the, the bar i'll tell you what that wayne that wayne, wayne rooney's impressive isn't he not only in his performance but in his training he's the first to arrive in the pub and the last to leave <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh you know the other classics like it's a game of two halves oh, yeah, i just exactly yeah. i just i just wanted to say that or or the best the best defense is offense Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and another classic one is take every game as it comes. Um, yeah. so we're not looking too far into the future. Just take every game as it comes. Like you can guarantee they, they will say that. Yeah. They'll say like, oh, for example, you've qualified for the next round. Now you're like thinking of the final. Well, we're just taking every every game as it comes, really concentrating on the next game. Yeah. That's yeah. Hurricane you know. speaking there. Yeah, I can yeah, hear Harry Kane. I can yeah, detect yeah. Harry Kane in your yeah. voice there. Don't forget to add, obviously. Well, obviously, uh, you know, we've we've gone out there. We've 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 done our best. You know, we've just like the yeah. manager, the boss has told us to, you know, just have fun and let our feet do the talking. Obviously, that's uh, what we've that's what we've done. And you know, we're just taking every game as it comes. You know, we're just and uh, obviously, uh, you know, it's, everything's obvious. It's like, yeah. Mm. Um, and and another classic. Like speaking of interviews, I remember years ago. Michael Essien, who was a Chelsea player, they played a knockout game of the Champions League because the, the footballers are just such robots. They have the standard things to say, every, take every game as it comes, blah, blah, blah. And they said, oh, you know, like you played well, you scored a nice goal. And he said, well, the important thing was just to get the three points. Yeah. There are no, we're not playing for points. This is the knockout part <laughs> of the tournament now. So you're just talking absolute rubbish. It's just the, just the, the, the Rolodex of exactly. uh, phrases just going through the brain. Well, you know, just like we've got to get the three points and just someone grab him. Someone just get him away from the microphone. Do you have this exactly. cliche that, that players would say at, at a press conference before the match when they ask them, like, what's your strategy? What's your game plan? And, and the, the, the managers would say something like, well, we have to score more goals than them. Do you have a cliche like that? We we say it all the time in really. My, no, I mean, my that, country, we say it all ridiculous. the time. No, do, I, do no. you say it in English as well? Like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that, I've never heard a manager say that guy because that that really is like what we were going back to. Like, we should have won to say like in that context of like it, it would have been a good idea to win the match. Like that's <laughs> that that's crazy to say. Like, well, the, the the main plan is to score more goals than them. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. Uh, uh, the in the post-match conference, why did you lose? Well, they scored more goals than us. I think I, <laughs> I think you would hear a manager say that. Uh, they? Ultimately, what's happened is that you know they've they've ultimately they've hit the net more more than us. You know, they wouldn't say they've scored more scored more goals than us. They would use some sort of idiomatic phrase. Yeah. You know, they've 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 found the net more than us mm, you know ultimately right. you know they've had more possession uh they've 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 found the net uh you know more than us and i think that you know we should have scored on several occasions like yeah you should have scored more than them uh, um, yeah and like i will shout at the tv sometimes during the pundit punditry mm. that's when the uh experts uh, or the you know the, the guests in the studio are talk uh, analyzing the game afterwards and they are basically sometimes using rather fancy language just to say well this team played better than this team this exactly. team scored more goals than this team and that's why this team won and this team lost it's basic <laughs> maths 
isn't it? One is greater than zero. You know, uh, we all studied maths at school. Uh, but let's keep talking until it's time just, to stop. Exactly. Just think how much money they get paid to talk rubbish like that. I mean, that, <laughs> it's that's about who says it. You know? like, yeah. Gary course. Neville, he's he's brilliant. I, I have yeah. a lot of respect for him, you know, mm. but it's it's ultimately who says it as well. And in what kind of way they say it, if they make it sound very compelling, then no matter what they say, you know, you're just going to look at it with your mouth wide open, you know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, we're, you know, we're joking and, and stuff, but I, I actually, um, you mentioned Gary Neville and there are others who do bring some really interesting insight to their, to their comments. And some of them are great and they're yeah. art- articulate and stuff. I mean, Andy Gray is not an example of that because he was just full of cliches and stupid graphics, computer graphics on the yeah, screen yeah. that don't really tell us anything. Like there's a, a yellow circle around the guy who's got the ball. Like we know who's got the ball because he's got the ball. You don't need to put a yellow circle around him and then an arrow showing us uh, where he's running. We know where he's running because that's where he's running. You know, you don't need to point an arrow, a graphic arrow, and like you know, it's an over science, over over analysis. Mm. Although, as a commentator, I thought he was good just because he had passion. The, the famous one was when Stephen Gerrard scored a, a last-minute winner that sent Liverpool through the group of the Champions League, and as it hit the back of the net in like the ninety-first minute, Andy Gray just again, you can find this on YouTube. Just went, "Oh, yeah, beauty." Which I thought was brilliant, just to like just hear a commentator just lose it. You are in Alan Partridge territory there, of course, <laughs> because you know famously Alan Partridge, the yeah, the comedy striker, character yeah. who's like striker and yeah. another, and you know yeah, yeah. other things like, and that was liquid football, and <laughs> others like you know shit. Did you see that? That man must have a foot like a traction engine, and even yeah. just simply like, and that was a goal. <laughs> but, yeah i just love yeah. the passion i thought andy gray was a great commentator um less of a pundit but the, the commentating side i thought was 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 very good just because of just the the passion involved that's that's what you, you love to see i i, I will always yeah. remember so england played northern ireland i think it was a qualifier for the 2006 world cup and england lost the match and they were in the studio after Gary Lineker and then Ian Wright. And so then Gary Lineker said to Ian Wright, so I was trying to analyse the game, said, so, you know, what do you think? And then Ian Wright just went, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm fuming. <laughs> and I was like, Lineker sort of looked at him and was like, well, you are being paid a lot of money to talk about it and give us your opinion. It's just, I, don't, I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I bet that's when oh, Arsenal oh, lost we'll, we'll the game. We'll have that check back, as, back then, please, Ian. Thank you very much. Uh, go on, Stenek, sorry. I just said that that's, that's when Arsenal lost the game. That's why he didn't want to talk about it. Well, that's what happened, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I always thought, so just like that kind of passion. And another one I remember, Nottingham Forest legend, Martin O'Neill. This was for, which was for the, the playoff in the World Cup. You know, the semi-finalists play each other when they lose for like the third place. Yeah. Um, and it came to half time. They asked him his opinion. <laughs> he literally you could see he was just sort of like this and just went, oh, sorry. Um, I don't really know because I think this is just the most pointless game in football. <laughs> it's like, you know, like two teams that got to the semi-final, so close to the final, very disappointed. And now we're making them play again. It's just like, this is just the most 
pointless game in football and it's absolutely true like it who, is, watched, yeah. who cares about that um, like England third and their, fourth positions yeah, yeah. England but, got there last time in the World Cup because they got to the semi-final I, I didn't even watch it because I just I, it makes no difference but it wasn't always happening was it like I remember the, the Czech Republic in Euro t- 2004 that's when we lost in the semi-finals against Greece but it's the World Cup though they do it in not the Euros. yeah so I think they do it in the World Cup but they don't do it in the Euros exactly right? yeah okay um, I know certainly they it's been happening since 1990 because England played Italy in the third fourth playoff in 1990 yeah, yeah. in the World Cup and they've done it since then I, I don't know when it started but it's the most stupid thing uh, I understand it in the Olympics because you have the medals and it really counts. Mm. Like the bronze medal is, is, is a nice achievement. But also but, though, when, for example, when in the Olympics, if you're, if you're doing a hundred meter run, everyone's running at the same time. So you, you're, but yeah. when you're playing the third and fourth match, it's not like you're playing that thinking we might win the world cup in this match because yeah. you're playing the match, which. Yeah. It's not going yeah. to inspire that much passion no. among the players and the fans. Exactly. Like we really want this third yeah. place the <laughs> exactly. trophy. It's not even a trophy. No. Yeah, it's I don't like even a, know if they get a medal. I the, don't know what they get. Jerry Seinfeld does a funny did a funny routine about coming second in mm. a, a tournament or a sport or something. And it's like if you come second in a in a podium on the Olympics, so like second is the worst place because you are basically the first loser. You know, like of all of the of all the losers, you came first in that group. Well done. You know, and and so third is like even worse because you exactly. don't even get the glory of being the first loser. You're <laughs> you're actually the second loser. Uh, so so yeah, it's not exactly the the game that inspires the most passion. Yeah. Uh, that 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 uh, coveted position of number three, hmm. number three. That is not number. number three number three that that is a difficult position isn't it we have to admit that that is a difficult for 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 those of you listening only using the audio track we are now currently holding our fingers up and Mm. attempting to demonstrate three with the use of the fingers and as martin mentioned earlier the italian method which is to stick your thumb out to the Mm. side and then your two other fingers up in the air that's a much easier way to do three than the way i tried to do it where i tried to put my palm forwards and have my index finger middle finger and ring finger raised and it looks terrible because of of course the ring finger is the useless finger on the hand and when you try and raise all three fingers it just looks it looks like some pathetic kind of dead tree or something Something, doesn't it it? oh we've got connection issues again you you actually you actually froze a bit there luke whilst your hand was in the three it was in the perfect position just to demonstrate the video it's not. Um, it's not as hot there as in Italy or the Czech Republic right now. As, that, as far that as makes I know. all the difference. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Shall we continue talking about Let's go. football? Come on, uh, 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 we've been going for a, at least an hour. I don't know exactly. Let's see if we can make this 90 minutes long. Okay. I said before recording, I was like, hey, we should try and limit this because otherwise, oh God, <laughs> it could end up being 90 minutes long. That would be ridiculous. And now I'm going. Yeah, let's aim for 90 minutes. Exactly. It would be appropriate, the length of a football match. Exactly. Uh, um, so, yeah, and, if, and while watching England Czech, uh, versus Czech Republic or any other game, you could choose to listen to this instead. Uh, why would you do that? I don't know, but that's your life. You're free to choose what you want to do. Um, okay, stop rambling, Luke, and try and get to the questions. Okay. Um, well, goal, best goal 
so far? Uh, any outstanding? Uh, is it too early? Has to go to the Czech Republic player. What was yeah. his name that scored from like the halfway line? He's got a Patrick, funny name, hasn't he? He's got Patrick a name that could... chic, and the goal was really chic. Chic, chic, chic. Patrick chic. That's his name. <laughs> Patrick, okay. Patrick chic, and yes, that doesn't beat the. I think he was Russian, and his name was something. No, he was Ukrainian. Yarmolenko. Okay, it was Jerkov. he's a West Ham player and he scored for Ukraine, Yarmolenko. No, sorry, I'm talking about like famous names of footballers, and there was someone that played about ten years ago. Oh, and I think right. he played for Russia, and his surname was Jerk Off, like Jerk Off, like. Oh, right. You, you're um, referring uh, so, to the name, okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, was, I always thought that was a good name. Jerk Off was it not Jorkaev? That that was another player. Oh, that's another, another one. Yeah. But there was a player called Jerkoff. There was also Hulk, of course. <laughs> yeah, was... yeah. Oh, that's a bloody quality name, isn't it? Brazilian, right? Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's like, if you've got Hulk on your team, well, I don't know, is Hulk, <laughs> the, I mean, I'm talking about the Incredible Hulk now, the green one. I mean, who else could you be talking is, about? Is he good at football? I don't think so. He smashes things. But he, and I think that's why like Brazil, that's why Brazil player. didn't, that's why they didn't win during that World Cup because they had Hulk. Yeah. It's like Hulk is not he's not a tactical player. He just smashes things. Of, but he wasn't the real. He wasn't actually the Incredible Hulk, was he? It was just yeah. a guy called Hulk. That, such a great name, though. Such a great yeah. name. And we also have we we also have had Kaka Kaka, yeah. which means shit in some languages. Yeah, it's, it's actually Kaka, yeah. but anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And my uh, my favourite name at the moment in the England team is is Tyrone Mings. Okay, yeah, he's also my favourite player on the team. I have to say, after the I like uh, him. yeah, he was a mortgage advisor, wasn't he? And now he's a Premier League footballer and plays I, for England. So. I did not know that he was a mortgage so advisor. If you need, if you want to get a mortgage, just give uh, <laughs> Tyrone a call, and uh, he he can help you out. Um, but speaking of names, well, I have to mention this as well. There was a Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace player, and um, his name was I think Marcus Fitzhall, and this is the best nickname ever. They used to call him One Size. Get it? One Size Fitzhall. It's all One Size like, Fitzhall. That's such a great, such a great nickname. That is good. That is good, isn't it? That is very good yeah. indeed. Um, bonus question: um, Who do you look like? Which which uh, international footballer do you look like the most i mean this is easy for me isn't it do you, martin who do you think yeah okay wait who do you think my listeners and commenters in youtube videos who do they say i look like well i, I i've got two that mm-hmm. come into my footballers go on w- one i think was monreal that played for arsenal right the left back i think you look like him and the other one i suppose is modric Right. Modric, yeah. Yeah. Look at Modric. My cousin yeah. texted me the other day saying, Oh, another one that I think you look like, Jordan Pickford. Uh, no, I don't see it that much I myself. Don't see that. But Monreal, I don't Nacho, know. What Nacho Monreal, yeah. Nacho Monreal is mm-hmm. separated at birth, I tell you. Really? Okay. Yeah. What about what about Martin and, and Zdenek then? <laughs> I mean, have you ever I don't know if if Anyone has ever compared you to a, a footballer? Um, I have been compared a few times. I mean, I don't like to say it because it, it makes just, it makes it sound like I'm boasting about myself because this person is much, much better looking than me. And I actually don't, I think we don't look anything like, we just both have long hair and a beard. 
which is George Best. Oh, um, yeah. But I actually don't think we look anything alike. Everyone just says that because I have long hair and a beard like George Best. And like I said, he was much, much. I think he was the only person I think I heard to sleep with two Miss Worlds. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that that's the kind of standard we're talking about. So I don't like to say that because I don't want people to think I'm saying I look like George Best because I don't think. But that's the one I've heard. Yeah, I think maybe if George Best had had a child with Frank Zappa, then maybe. Um, yeah, um, I saw I saw George Best once in a um, in a pub. <laughs> unsurprisingly, unsurprisingly. Wayne Rooney. <laughs> yeah, I uh, saw George Best in a pub, but it was like in the you know in train stations in England they have pubs that are part yeah, of the yeah. train station. He was in a he was in the pub that is part of the train station of. Liverpool Street Station, I think it was, or one of the main London stations. So many times. It was. Is it Liverpool Street Station? No, or Paddington? It was Paddington Mm. Station. Actually, makes you feel a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a pub that is uh, sort of part of the station, and I went in there for a pint with a friend of mine, and George Best was in the pub, sitting alone at a table with a large glass of what looked like chardonnay or something like a large glass of white wine and he was sitting there staring into into the middle distance staring into the void over his glass of wine at like 2 p.m on a on a tuesday afternoon or something and there was a little shake as well he was like shaking with his glass of wine there in a you know in a in a very unglamorous pub Mm. and my friend went to to our he couldn't he couldn't stop himself. He went over for his interview and George was very nice and great gracious. And he gave him the interview and, and mm. was very nice about it and stuff. And uh, yes, but George best. Yes. What about Zdenek? Has, has anyone ever compared you to a, 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 a footballer? Well, back in the day when I ha- actually had some hair, and people used to say that I looked a bit like Pavel Nedviet, but unfortunately okay. I don't have much hair left and there are not that many Let's, I'm not bald or anything, but it's just I have much less hair on my forehead, right? So it's difficult to find. I don't know if you have got any ideas, but personally, I, do, I doubt. I doubt there is anybody remotely similar to the way I look. Uh, nothing is coming to me now. What about you, exactly. Marty? Well, I'm thinking of hairstyle. I remember when he played in England, Attilio Lombardo. I don't know if you know him. Uh, he played for Sampdoria. Um, that's the only one I can think of. But. This, this is coronavirus hairstyle, by the way, because okay. I haven't been to a hairdresser's for like, I can't remember how long. So <laughs> okay. so at some point when the, when the hair was too long, I just took the shaving machine. I shaved my entire head. And then I did it like twice during the pandemic. And okay. this is it. Like this is, this is, I'm not, I'm definitely not at my best at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all, we've all got the, the um, coronavirus, um, lockdown haircuts in although yeah. martin i mean this is just your normal look isn't it yeah no I, I went to a hairdresser's i don't know probably a couple of weeks ago hmm. um they're, they're open <laughs> wait sorry say that again <laughs> i know it, it, sounds, it sounds strange but uh yeah martin, I, I, uh, li- listeners uh martin has got a full head of hair like a lion uh, like a lion that has not been to the hairdressers for a few weeks. Uh, and you went, you actually got it cut a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, before it was actually like much longer, although I, I should say my hairline is probably a bit similar to Xenix actually, but I'm just lucky. I've got very thick hair and I just tried mm. to cover up these 
I mean, I don't, you can see, like, so look, my hair actually starts here, but like, can you really see like there? That's quite a big yeah. difference there. And it probably even goes back a bit further. Hmm. Um, so it's, it's all just like an illusion, really. <laughs> I can, you know, like those Lego men where you just like take off the hair and you just sort of like, I, I, I've got that. I just got, like, just click my hair on. Um, yes. that, that's the real, <laughs> what, what it really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would comment on my hair, but there's, there isn't time. Um, so, uh, what about, okay. Serious question now. What do you think about the, and by the way, I'm going to ask you this question and then I'm going to mute my microphone, go off camera and I'm going to blow my nose. Okay. And I'll do it very, even though I'm now saying it, but I will be very discreet about it. So if I disappear from the frame, uh, keep talking. Okay. Everything's okay. I'm just clearing my nasal cavities. All right. So here comes the question. Uh, What do you think? There's a double question. What do you think about the refereeing style? What do you think about the refereeing style so far? How about VAR? Okay. Referee style, refereeing style and VAR, your comments, please. And we'll start with uh, Zdenek. Right. So I actually think that the referees are doing way better than ever before. I think like they're doing a fantastic job, but I'm sure, I'm sure not everybody will agree with me because it always comes down to some kind of an in, individual decision, right? Of course. But in terms of like um, how they let the play flow, I think like they have set some kind of a standard and they really keep to it. You know, mm. they, they, they are quite consistent, which is, which has not always been the case. What do you think, Martin? Uh, I would agree from what I've seen. And the thing I personally think is better is, I think it was also part of Luke's question, is VAR, um, which I think in the Premier League, they've gone a bit crazy with VAR and they want to VAR everything. Exactly. Um, Whilst I think they kind of let it flow and go back to the original thing of if it's clear and obvious, then there's VAR intervention, not like, you know, if it's a throw, like who, who's, because like, I think it's just got to a stage in the Premier League where they're just, there's too much VAR, yeah. too much They would give a penalty for a pinch, you know, like. Yeah, and I think just let it, yeah, let it flow a bit more. So I think it's been great and especially pleased with the VAR thing. Although I must admit, I'm Me still too, yeah. not a fan of VAR. I still, I'm old school. And so even, so for example, that thing we mentioned earlier of England, um, against Germany when that goal wasn't allowed, for example. I kind of, in a strange way, like that. I think it makes part of, like, the sport and, like, when people talk about it and they always say, yeah, but in that match, this happened. Right. I think that, I like that. Um, I think it adds to the, like, the con- controversy and I think it's, a, I just like it. I don't like this thing now when you score a goal and then it's just waiting of, like, there's bar check. And then yep. it's like there's, and I always think so. Then when it's allowed, the team that scored the goal kind of celebrate twice. And when it's not allowed, it's a boost for the other team because yeah. then the fans start cheering. Yeah. And then it's like, so maybe they're having a bad moment in the game. And then that's the thing of the other team scoring a goal that's disallowed that actually boosts them because there's a big cheer. So I, I actually don't like VAR. I don't think football is a sport where. It works. So with the goal line technology is fine because it's instant. It's like it's over the line. Yes, blow the whistle. It's not play on. But when it's like you score a goal and then it's like, oh, well, no, 
when something think, happened in the build-up to the goal. I, I think they just have to make sure the decisions like are sort of made quicker and that's that's what it is about because there's nothing worse than you thinking that you've scored a goal and you start celebrating with the fans exactly it's disallowed so i totally understand where you're coming from although i would say that for me personally the the benefit really outweigh the the drawbacks Mm. and i think you are a bit of a glutton for punishment that that goal by frank lampard that was such a beautiful goal. It was. But it will but, never be a goal, you know? You're talking that, about the one that, 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 that bounced off the yeah, crossbar yeah. and, and on the ground. so, so mm. sad. I, you know, I personally, I think it's almost more remembered because of that. This is another thing I think about football. Mm. People say, like, you only remember the winners and stuff. For example, that Dutch team of the 70s with Johan Cruyff, I think is one of the most famous teams in football. So we mentioned earlier, who won the World Cup in... 78 um like no one even almost remembers but everyone remembers that dutch team so i don't i don't agree with this thing of like Mm -hmm. um football is only um about winning and stuff like and those moments like that lampard goal i think is almost more remembered because of the like controversy behind it so i i i I I like it i like the. i see what you mean but for me it's just it's it's a game that should be fair and that's the of problem. Course. I have a big problem with this, Martin, because if it's not fair, if if Maradona scores that that what's the the hand that, of, that's another, another the prime example or something. hand of God, yeah, it's just not fair. Of, like it's not should, fair. I agree, that's but the problem. that's also. I mean, I mean, this happened against England. Not that I remember. I, I wasn't even two at that time, but um, that's such a famous moment of like World Cup history that there's part of me that thinks like. I mean, and when you say it's, it's only fair, famous now, like it's only famous because it happened. If it hadn't happened, something else famous would have happened. Possibly, you know? um, but, but 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 I don't think it would have been like everyone been like everyone would have been talking about the VAR decision, like in that moment. I don't think everyone would have said like, oh. You know, so wait a minute, wait drama. a minute, wait a minute, Martin. Hold on a minute. Your desire for drama and spectacle outweighs <laughs> your your respect for the rules of the game. So I. So first of all, I, I'm a football fan before anything. And I just think for the, the beauty of this spectacle of the sport, which brings people to the stadium, the thrill of like, it's just that waiting after the goal and stuff like that. I just, I just yeah. think, and when you say not fair, of course that, that, that wasn't fair and stuff. It's cheating, but it, it was fair in the sense that there was a referee there. I don't think the referee thought he scored with his hand. I'm going to give that goal. He just made a mistake, which happens. And that's the thing about VAR anyway, is a lot of it is opinion anyway. Sometimes if it's a penalty or not a penalty, it's still a matter of opinion. So it's not black and white. If That's the good thing about goal line technology. It's over the line. It's a goal. Mm-hmm. End of discussion. Yeah. Whilst with, with more fouls, or less everything yeah. else, with fouls, even offside, you've got that tiny little line and it's like, yeah, no, his, his armpit's offside. Yeah. And well, as long still... as they don't show it, because what they did in the Premiership this year that they showed it, and then like they show that the referee was was not sure that they, he runs to the to the screen at the, mm. the halfway line, and it's it's just a three three minutes of nothing. Nobody's doing anything. And exactly, it's ridiculous. And so I, I, I think it's I think that. there is drama and suspense in that moment. So what I've noticed, and correct me if I'm wrong, this year or now is what they do is especially when someone scores a goal which is then uh d- you know uh denied 
because there's an offside ruling. Chalked that, off, is it? Chalked off, that, right. Which, yeah. So there is drama in that. The goal is scored, the people celebrate, and then the camera cuts to one linesman who's got his... It's always it, the camera cuts to a linesman and it's like, oh, he's offside. But that's drama. But anyway, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, Martin, I feel like you're, maybe your Roman roots are coming through here in the <laughs> sense that you, your desire for spectacle for me sort of harks back to the days of the Colosseum, where what you want <laughs> is just a, 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 a crowd pleasing moment of drama, but, regardless of the, fo- the, 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 the moral uh, con- yeah. considerations of, of fairness that uh, Zdenek and I clearly to be honest, uh, like, respect. I always think about it in, in a sense of what would I say if I were playing? Because I've played football all my life and this is just the worst that could happen to you. You score a goal, it's disallowed. And it's a clear goal. And we, even in the, in the day and age when we have the cameras, that's ridiculous, right? We, they, they were cameras there. Everybody on TV, but, everyone. Mm-hmm. It was, the referee was the only person that didn't see that goal, the, mm. the Frank Lampard goal. You know, it's um, just, I think uh, yeah. we can't go back on VAR now, Martin. I, I, I agree with that. I think it would be difficult to go back now. I'm just stating my opinion of yep. I didn't want to go there in the first place. And I, I think so certainly my interest, especially with COVID, no fans, I think all of these things that you're just taking away from the game of, and now there's VAR, there's the stopping and starting. I just think it's just you know what? not, uh, it's just not what it was when I was a child. I just Taking like away from return. the game, what are you talking about? So, what, so, what are I they mean, taking away from it? Just the, I think the the, the flowing nature of of the game. <laughs> it just, it's just, I just don't like it. I do you know what's like the worst, Martin? I see what you mean. Do you know what's the worst? When uh, a referee knows it was an offside. When and they sorry? let. Uh, do you know what's the worst? When a referee knows that it's an offside, and then and then they just let the game play out because oh, exactly because what there is, is this, this about? there is this weird there's this weird recommendation exactly to let, what is to let the, the action clearly offside you're watching the match and he and knows it offside exactly. and the referee everyone, knows it and, and everyone does to, and he's about to raise the flag but he yeah. doesn't do it until exactly that's so that's, that's, finished. The, can i say something there that's yeah. that is uh for the spectacle but the uh, the ball is played through uh, the striker is offside but and the ref and the linesman raises his flag. The referee doesn't blow his whistle for the offside. He lets the he lets the the play continue. The goal is scored. No. They celebrate. No, that, well, hold on, but that's no, not no. what you're talking about. But um, no, it is. But the, the the linesman doesn't raise his flag. The linesman raises his flag yeah. when the goal After is scored. The fact. After and, the and fact. That's a recommendation. That's a recommendation. And the reason they do it is mm. because uh, what if the linesman gets it wrong? So mm. it's like uh, let's. Let's be safe rather than sorry. But what it does is that the the, the players don't know whether they should because they exactly, the players yeah. themselves know it sometimes, and it's just so. And ridiculous. it's it's kind of like your false. I've I've seen that even like when yeah. supporting whoever's been playing my team, and then it's kind of like you're half supporting the team there because maybe they're like clean through on goal, but you're kind of thinking, well, I kind of know he's offside, so he's going to score this goal. I'm going to half celebrate, and then I suppose we'll have to look at VAR. <laughs> Um, so I, I just I just think it's just taken away from what we perfectly described as the beautiful game. I think the beautiful game is now less beautiful. I think the beautiful game is now like the pretty good looking game. Like it's not that it's not to the same level because of 
But I mean, the COVID thing, obviously that's, you know, that was something that they couldn't do anything about. So that's changed that. But the, the VAR, I think it's taken away. Okay, that's enough for that. I'm not just cutting you off, Martin, because I disagree with you. But I, I, I need order. I need to be all, that's uh, Yeah, fine. I, I am John Burkow. Order, order, order. Shut up. Um, um, yeah, yellow the, card. Viewers, <laughs> listeners, of course, you are sh- free to share your opinions. Please uh, do. Uh, I'm interested for other people. Am, am I your, the only one? Leave your comments in the comments section. Do you think that VAR is a force for good? or not um and yeah, i mean you can leave your opinions they are purely academic at this stage because we're not going to get rid of var i don't know, I don't know if fifa are watching i don't know yeah um, but feel free to have the pointless debate if you'd like to um right? yes okay um all right <laughs> i think we're maybe beyond 90 minutes at this oh. stage and we haven't talked about England versus the Czech Republic. So this will be our conclude the concluding part of this conversation. So England versus the Czech Republic, your predictions, please. And don't say 2-1 because 2-1 is always the scoreline that people give when they don't know. Um, but anyway, what, what do you reckon? England versus the Czech Republic, who will win? How, how disappointing will England be? Um, um, Stenek, you can go first. Well, First of all, we should say there's a bit of context as always. So uh, after two matches, both teams have four points, right? And the best position out of all four teams. So um, the Czech Republic are in the lead uh, because of the goal difference. And we've got a better score at the moment. But So if we draw, we are the top of the group. And the problem, there is, a, there is one thing that we need to say is that because of because of the because of the lineup, if you now the winner of the group will play uh, the 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 second place in the in the group of death, mm. where Ge- where we Germany, have Germany France, Portugal, Portugal, and yeah. France, mm. and also Hungary, who are not yet out either, yeah. and they they are they are they they, they, they are the, the the underdogs, but they actually are the only team that. That that play uh, a home match with the full stadium. Full stadium yeah. Everybody can is allowed to like all the spect- spectators are allowed to be in. So one hundred percent capacity. So they are crazy. They, they, they want it. They really France. want it. They, they really want it France. as well. He says, yeah. setting up a joke. Uh, uh, they really want that. it. You could they say really want it. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you could say that they were hungry for victory. Yeah. So, so okay, carry point, on, Zenek. Oh, sorry. The point I'm trying to make is: Do you really want to win this group? There are so many speculations around this that it might not actually be the best to win it. But you can't possibly admit it. Nobody's going to admit it. All the all the manager, like both managers, are going to say, or all the players are going to say, we're definitely playing to win. We def we don't want to let our fans down and all that. But to be honest, it's actually better to finish second. Despite that. I, I really think that the teams will try to win. Although the, a draw is not bad for either of the teams because that 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 gives you the security of progressing. Because technically, if you lose that game, either if it's if it's uh, the Czech Republic or England, there, under certain circumstances, you might still not go through. It's mm-hmm. unlikely. I think it's highly unlikely. With four points, you should be going through. This Even if it's what from I was the third mentioning place. earlier about I don't like the third place team going yeah. through. I like it to be black yeah. and white. But we're going into the last game. Yeah. 
these are the scenarios. This can happen, this can happen, or this can mm-hmm. happen. So again, but obviously, away, just, okay, the game's so, gone, as they say. In I'm confused. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused. Gone. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just speaking on behalf of everyone listening or watching this. Like no one knows what you're talking about. Who's going to win? That's what. Stop talking about other uh, stuff. I, I just say about, who's going to win. I was about to say it. So let's admit, like England are the favourites of this match. Yeah. What a desperate situation that is where England are the favourites after that dismal performance against Scotland. Can I just say, I was one of my questions is actually, can you pick an adjective to describe England's in their performance against Scotland? Come on, give it, I'm sorry, I'm kind of interrupting you, Zdenek, but um, I'm in charge of this, uh, this, um, what is this, this video I'm moderating. So it's my choice. So adjectives, give, give us your adjectives for England against Scotland, Martin. I have done my homework and I have, I had to Google. So I wanted a really good one and I went for lackluster. Right. Bingo. Yeah, yeah. Hit the nail on the head. It's exactly the same word that I chose. Lackluster, a yeah. lackluster performance by England. Exactly. Lackluster is the word. Spell it, please. Lack, L-A-C-K. And the rest is it? Luster, the L-U-S-T-E-R. It's French, isn't it? L-A-C-K-L-U-S-T-R-E. Oh, R-E makes sense, yeah. Lackluster, meaning? Just like almost like dull, boring, uninspiring, uninspiring, yeah, Yeah. all of these. I would would add another one, insipid, which is lacking in flavour. And it's the same thing, pretty much. Insipid, like just a glass of water. But not as good as a glass of water, because at least the glass of water refreshes you and al- and and, and uh, allows you to survive. I mean, I suppose England did survive against Scotland, you know. So they were like a glass of water. They they there was just no flavour and no enjoyment. Unlike it was disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the lack of creativity. Yeah. Uh, on display was was quite stunning at times but i mean we talk all about england about how crap they were about how they failed completely to do anything interesting uh just outside the penalty box there was almost no penetration of the penalty box at all but you know maybe we need to give some credit to scotland that they played well that they yeah. they completely shut england down that that was something that almost angered me because i thought that it was i thought it was quite clear to see the scottish players were more basically up for it they were more motivated yeah. and that kind of hurt me because i thought the england players should be up for this but as well isn't this something you I, I would say most pundits expected that because it's a derby there is uh, some yeah, sort of historical context to this right i expected as well. both teams to so, be up for it not just one though that i know but problem. but but it's always the scots who want to beca- become independent i think it's it's also to do with historical context to be honest yeah, of course and it is. i think i think what i heard is that if if there is one team that England don't want to play, it's Scotland. You know, like you would rather play any other team than Scotland. I mean, if so, if we, if we, let's say we were to get to the final and they said to me, do you want to play Scotland or France? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I would definitely want Scotland. <laughs> the reason we don't want to play Scotland is just because, um, because the, the fear of, of losing quality, would quality be. difference, right? The quality difference. No, right? Just because if you lose that match, it's just like, oh my God, like it would just be awful. Like I've got a few Scottish friends and they would just... Ne- not let me forget about it yeah. um mm. so that that would be the worry and the threat of violence as well is is a factor like mm. we don't want to play scotland just because they're qu- we're scared of them <laughs> we're scared <laughs> of the fans have right. you have you ever met a large group of scottish people as an english person it's it's quite a frightening prospect that's, that's why true. that's why england don't want to play scotland 
They're just scared of getting headbutted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm joking, of course, you know, about the Scottish people. They're only a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm, I'm quite glad, actually, that even Scotland, they have a decent chance of of getting through. I, I like it. I like it. It's, it's what's making it this interesting. They, if they beat Croatia, they can make it. Honourable mention to Wales here. Our 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 neighbours, our friends, uh, the Welsh, yep. who are through, are they not? They are second. Con- they, they are, well done. Second in their in their group. Yeah, they after, finished after second Italy. in there, yeah. and they Italy it won. looks like they're going to go on to play who? Finland. It's no it's idea. it's um it's, it's hard. I don't think it's. it's a, I don't it's think a, it's given yet. Uh, but they are playing. Potentially, they they have a a good game ahead of them. Mm. I, I understand. They just got to semi-finals in the last Euros, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they're, so. they're doing really well, considering yeah. like how how few uh, people live in Wales Com- mm. compared. Like it's always it's like an underdog story kind of thing, isn't it? It's always nice. Of course, as an English person, I I, I made the point of of stating that the Welsh are our friends in the context of. Um, uh, of Scottish, uh, the presence of the Scottish here. It's like, no, no, we're friends with these. Yeah, they're ours. We're, we're claiming Wales. Okay. Scotland. All right. Yeah. It's like the poor Wales. Um, see, I, I was still certainly in the last Euros when they got to the semi finals. I was thinking, I, oh, I really hope they don't get to the final because yeah. it, it, I, like if they get to a final before England do, like in my lifetime, <laughs> it would, I would be pretty gutted by that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what do you guys think? What's your prediction about this match then? I think that we've got to play better than we did against Scotland. I the think only way is up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's... there's. I, I mean, I hope that um, Gareth Southgate is actually a good manager because uh, it, we, we've still not proven that he's any good. Mm. I mean, he's, he's quite a good... Uh, uh, what's the word for it? Um, s- statesman. If you like, yeah, like the, good, the, good the word, yeah, to describe the, him, the um, you know, the statement that he made about racism and mm. and all that stuff, he's that's very good. Uh, he's quite media friendly Definitely. and all that sort of thing. But does he have the actual class as a manager? We don't know because you know it's yet to be proven. In the World Cup, mm. we had an easy ride, arguably, to the semi-finals with some let slightly, you know, easier teams to get there. Mm. But um, so. Let's see if Southgate has got some class and some depth in him as a manager, he will be getting angry. I hope that he got angry with the team. Mm. Here's what I want. Okay. From England. I want more passion. I want more risk. I want more creativity. I want less conservative. It sounds, like, sounds like the beginning of football's coming home. <laughs> like the beginning of the song. <laughs> so I know they can play. All right. Because I remember three lines of others. No, that I do. I, I I think that we need to just be, take a few more risks. And, and now, maybe because it was Scotland, it's just different. That's a unique match for England for some of the reasons that we've given. And that the Scottish team sh- closed us down, shut us down. And the fans in the stadium scared us with their <laughs> with their kilts i mean it's and frightening off. yeah, <laughs> yeah it's frightening they've got kilts on like what's what are they wearing under the kilts exactly. nothing ah you know it's the unknown the fear of the unknown yeah um, so so um but what i want is more creativity and taking more risks please england and you know if you're going to lose at least lose in style and i want you know 
okay, you can tell, you can give us your opinions now. I've spoken enough. What do you think, Martin? Um, I mean, I'm not. I haven't actually seen the Czech Republic play like the full match. Yeah, I've seen like the highlights and stuff. Um, so I'm, I can't say I'm particularly sure. The one thing that worries me the most, though, and this happens quite a lot, is England have gone into this tournament, and I'm sure Southgate doesn't know what his best team is. And this is the worrying thing. And nobody knows because then it's kind of like you get to like 60 minutes and then they kind of like change change it up a bit. And I think that's that's a problem. When I think when the starting eleven is quite clear, it's like, okay, these I want these players. So I don't think he knows. This is the problem. So I think it's I'm just not ruling out the possibility of another disappointment. As a English supporter, obviously having so many years of hurt. Um, I'm kind of preparing myself for that and anything else is a bonus. We mentioned this, I think, in our pre-podcast chat of my kind of philosophy of life is set expectations low and anything else is a bonus. So that's especially as an England fan, I think that's the best kind of like attitude. So my my kind of thought is we're going to get knocked out and then anything above that is uh, is a bonus, really. Although it shouldn't happen... You see, this match, I think it shouldn't matter too much. Hopefully, hopefully both teams yeah. will progress. And whoever, it's like a win-win. Yeah, if you but, win, you will be you will be feeling good about yourselves, like your mm-hmm. team. But then you're gonna play Germany or or France. You don't but want I think, that. But I think maybe also. we need a lift, though. That's the thing. If England get beat, like already now, like after the Scotland game, the kind of I mean, this is all yep. it takes. After the Croatia game, everyone's like, "Oh, we beat like the World Cup finalists. This is great." And then didn't even lose actually drew and then everyone's suddenly saying we're terrible again Southgate is he a good manager so if we were to lose and go through and kind of limp into the next round I think confidence would be like very very low it's a a double-edged sword yeah sorry you can't avoid the top class teams you know you're going to get one sooner or later if you don't get one in the quarterfinals you'll get one in the semi-finals and so we got to that's not the right attitude uh, you know the it's not the right i know i just i I only said it because everybody's saying it like all the time everybody's talking about i'm not talking about your attitude i'm just saying that for for it yeah as you say everyone is saying this it's a commonly held view of like oh we we, know we don't we should try and draw this game because we don't want to play uh, a difficult team you know like uh this is like can we just just play enjoy playing try and score more goals than the other team because don't forget that's the idea just put the ball in the goal all right that's it that's the that's my statement guys just put that ball in that net as as many times as possible and stop the others from doing it <laughs> but, that's yeah. it i i actually agree with everything you've said but i also want to add in the last world cup we had a similar situation england won their first two games and then played belgium in the third game with both teams having already qualified and we ended up losing that game and that was a good thing because then we had two relatively easy matches against Easy. I mean, one went to penalties, but we played Colombia and Sweden to get to a World Cup semi-final. And then everyone in the country was going absolutely crazy. I had different football videos on my phone on WhatsApp every day of different versions of football coming home. Yeah. Um, because everyone was just getting so carried away. Yeah, it was really annoying, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> some, of, some of them, some of them, yeah, I don't, I, I was, yeah, that was, 
one of the best periods of my life, I think, seeing England get to a semi-final of a World Cup. Oh, wow. Uh, and yeah. that um, one question that was on here, which I just wanted to quickly mention, about um, I put the question of best moment as a football fan. And for me, it would be when England beat Colombia on penalties in yeah. the last World Cup. Because having seen England lose so many times on penalties and then we missed the first penalty and like I was on the floor and then the turnaround. And even now I'm getting just goose pimples just thinking about that. That was such a great moment. Luckily, actually, someone actually filmed that as well. I was in a, a kind of like sophisticated bar in Italy and everyone was just sitting down. No, I chairs. don't believe it. <laughs> everyone every, it's like sitting outdoors kind of vibe, having something to eat. Everyone wasn't really that bothered. And then someone was obviously filming it and then you can just see me as he was filming the the, the screen the penalty goes in and then you just see mud running towards the screen and punching the screen it was it was it wasn't like a real screen it was like you know when you project the screen on the thing yeah. and just going absolutely mental and sometimes if i'm feeling down i just watch that video to try and like yeah just get pep, that emotion pep inside your, me. Pep yourself up. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's, that's when you lifted the curse. And I oh, do exactly the same with, oh. with a, a game Czech Republic versus uh, the Netherlands. That was Euro 2004. Mm. That's just like the best game for me to watch because we were 2-0 two two down. Mm. And then we managed to turn it around. And that was, that was a, it was a group, group stage match. Okay. Uh, we then later got knocked out in the semifinals by Greece. But mm. this match, it was just when we produced the best possible football. Like everybody mm. thought we were going to win it after that. Right. So that was like that <clears throat> for me. Yeah. Well, I'll just finish by saying let the best team win, you know, Absolutely. and don't forget it's a game of two halves. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, obviously, you know, they're going to go out there, going to let their feet do the talking. It's going to be. Um, it's going to be interesting. Is football coming home? We will see. Um, and uh, But it's time to finish. I just wanted to say before my voice completely dies, yeah, that this has been good fun. Um, and thank you, Stenek. Thank you, uh, Martin. Thank May you. the best team win in the game. And uh, it's going to be fun to see what happens. Okay. All right. Nice one, guys. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming away. You sound like you're talking after the match, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore. I'm going to just drink this instead. Oh, I don't know. It's crazy. Who knows? Um, we will get an email from Coca-Cola offering us uh, free Coca-Cola for the rest of our lives, as long as we continue to keep showing the bottles during yeah. our videos. They, okay, might, they well, might even compete in our competition. We'll see. You never know. No. Well, no. anyway, um, thank you so much, guys. And um, thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Take care, everyone. Be good. And we will speak to you again in some form soon. All right, everyone. Cheers. Bye, bye, Cheers. bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.